We solved video distribution challenges in every industry. Now, we're distributing that insight to you. This is Z-Band Tech Talk. Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Z-Band Tech Talk. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern, and on today's episode, we're tackling the topic of IPTV. And joining me to talk about that today is Robert Moutinho. He's the CTO at Z-Band Technologies. Robert, thanks for joining me. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm really excited about this conversation. And I think just to get everybody on the same page and have a nice base layer for our conversation, let's start off just by talking about uh, what IPTV is and some of the advantages of setting it up and utilizing it. IPTV kind of encompasses a large set of a lot of different technologies. Uh, and for this purposes, we're just basically talking about streaming over a corporate enterprise network. Uh, a closed network that's owned by a company and not really extending out beyond that into the rest of the world. So when it comes to uh, some of the advantages of utilizing this, what what does this provide? What does this allow companies and businesses to do? So there's a lot of different reasons for having IPTV, which is basically streaming a TV signal over your corporate network. Uh, one of those is in the media markets, you can stream, again, TV. You bring in a TV signal from a major provider and have 25, 50, 100 channels available on your corporate network for your end users. You generally would want to have some sort of business case for that. For example, in the advertising industry, advertising executives want to monitor other channels, uh, other commercials, see what other people are, uh, you know, advertising on. Another example would be uh, maybe an automotive industry where you have a large factory and you want to stream out different messages to different areas. Uh, you want to stream out digital signage, or you have corporate video monitoring certain areas, somewhat like uh, CCTV, but you want a higher resolution, you want more visibility uh, of a particular area. Absolutely, that, that makes sense. And I think one of the things uh, that stands out about this is that in many cases, uh, it can utilize and leverage existing capabilities already in modern corporate networks, right? So there's not a lot uh, often that needs to be built out about this, right? So it can, it can kind of exist utilizing the infrastructure that's already in place, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Traditionally, historically, there have been two separate divisions in a company. You would have your networking IT department and you would have your audiovisual department. Historically, all of the audiovisual signals in a company would have to go over a RF or radio frequency network. So that was typically a coax cable network. It would have its own equipment, amplifiers, modulators, splitters, a completely separate set of cabling. And all of that had to be managed. Uh, it had to be, uh, had maintenance on it. Uh, and so there was that extra cost. Now in modern networks, we have the capability to put all that functionality onto a data network. And so you are not adding any different cabling. You only have to run the same ethernet cabling that you would do for data anyways. All of the major switches and routers on networks today support 
uh, streaming video on the networks. And so there's really nothing additional that needs to be done to your network in order to support it, other than some minor technical settings that need to be made sure that they are enabled. Absolutely. That that sounds like a, a pretty nice benefit is just not having uh, all of the cabling and some of the other things that come along with setting up the infrastructure to make this work. So you, you mentioned some some use cases. and I, I wanted to talk about some other potential use cases where this has been deployed successfully and has really served the needs of that particular business. So are there other use cases like uh, I'm, I'm thinking of airports or hotels or other places where uh, this would come into effect and be used uh, in a way that's extremely beneficial? Sure. Uh, you brought up the example of an airport. So in an airport, quite often you'll see them streaming news channels, entertainment channels, and waiting areas, but there are also displays that show informational signage. Uh, there are displays that show directions, advertising, a whole range of different things that can be effectively managed from one location without having to have, again, all of the extra equipment, extra cabling, extra support needed for a separate audiovisual network. Yeah, the airport seems like an ideal example to me just because you, you have so many screens showing different stuff, right? So maybe, you know, at the gate you have uh, you have the, the TV showing news, but, you know, across the way you have the uh, the sports bar where people are, you know, might settle down and get a drink before their flight that's showing, uh, you know, showing sports and showing, uh, you know, the, the game from last night or something like that. And then, you know, over to the side you have the, uh, the giant uh, panel of, of screens all showing flight information and that sort of thing. So all of that being able to come from one central hub seems to make a lot of sense. And just to be able to uh, to have control over that and it running on the existing infrastructure seems to make a lot of sense and really uh, work for an environment like an airport, for instance. Sure. And one important feature that's especially poignant in an airport setting is the ability to basically force all of the screens to show one message in case of, say, an emergency. Right. If there was some sort of an event that happened that required messages to get out to everyone, all of the screens can be controlled at one time to display whatever message is needed to be said. Uh, this is actually used in the corporate world quite often, especially in you know large enterprise deployments. For example, in the Midwest, you have tornadoes and storm watches. You may have a tornado warning. We have clients that then use this to display this tornado warning on every single display at the same time. Yeah, that, that seems like a massive benefit to me, just having that that type of ability, uh, regard, you know, depending on the circumstance and depending on where you are. Yeah, I, I live in an area where there, uh, there are tornadoes occasionally. And so having that ability to kind of get that messaging out quickly and seamlessly across all of your various uh, screens and all of the, the various places where that can happen seems to make a, a lot of sense and really be a, a huge benefit of this. Um, so one of the things we, we should probably do is just uh, make sure that we differentiate between IPTV and over-the-top programming. So kind of explain the difference between the two and, and why we should differentiate between those. So they are essentially the same thing. Um, over-the-top is a common phrase that references a group of products and services that are intended to reach uh, a mobile device over a cell network. Essentially, if you want to get video from your corporate network to a cell network, 
you are going what they call over the top because you're leaving your network and going on to your major provider's network, AT&T, Sprint, whoever is providing that. There are ways to get video there to the mobile device, but there are a lot of things you need to take into account. Uh, the largest being the fact that not everybody has the same phone from the same provider. Unless, of course, you are in a company where you have mandated everybody have one type of cell cellular device, uh, you know, you're going to have to deal with the multiple different cell providers. We do work with that and we can get video out to those providers, but it's uh, it's not really in the realm of IPTV streaming. That being said, there are ways of getting a video signal to wireless providers that are still within your network, as opposed to going outside of your network to a cell tower and coming back to a cellular user over the cellular network. Absolutely. So, you know, as we as we talk about this, and I'm going to make an assumption that anytime that you work with a client uh, or with a customer, um, and we've talked about some of the various use cases, but I'm going to guess that each particular instance might look somewhat different depending on what their needs are and what they're going to want to be able to use uh, this capability for. And so walk me through the process that you take with clients to understand their needs, you know, what they're wanting to do and how you can meet those needs and, and guide them towards a successful outcome when it comes to utilizing and deploying IPTV. The end use for all of these uh, yeah, clients is surprisingly the same. However, the minor details are the things that make 80% of the work in setting up, configuring, and determining what the customer wants to do. Um, the end point being they just want to get video to devices, be it screens, computers, or mobile devices. The first thing we need to do is in talking with the client is we need to determine the number of channels and what they want to do with those channels. By channels, I mean any video source or stream that they want to put on their network. It could be digital signage. It could be off the air broadcasts uh, that they pick up with an HD antenna. It could be uh, actual TV channels coming in from a cable provider. So, so we need to determine that. We also need to make sure that their network is capable to support the amount of traffic that the number of channels they want to view supports. For example, um, if you have someone with a small network without a router, uh, maybe running an older speed of network, uh, and they suddenly want to stream 500 channels, you know, obviously that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that what they want to do matches what the capabilities that they have at present. And for the most part, most networks that have been developed and managed within the past 10 years can support a surprisingly large number of channels. Uh, so there really isn't a whole lot to change or to adjust uh, when we get to a client. We just need to verify and make sure that the equipment that they have supports what they want to do. Right, right. Okay, that, that makes sense. So when it comes to 
deploying and utilizing IPTV, are, are there some pitfalls or some uh, common slip-ups that happen um, that uh, can occur during this process? And how do you, can you help clients avoid those pitfalls and just those little mistakes that can derail a project? Well, again, a lot of that just comes from working with the client ahead of time and figuring out what they want to do. Some of the biggest, mm, I wouldn't say biggest, but most common issues that they run into is clients that are trying to get video to a mobile device. We talked about over the top or over the air, which is a kind of a completely separate beast that you have to deal with. But you can get streaming video over your corporate Wi-Fi network to mobile devices. Uh, However, Wi-Fi devices are very different and they have different capabilities. Some of the newer ones support IP video streaming very well. Some of the older ones treat it just like normal data, and you can run into bottlenecks and issues in streaming over these older Wi-Fi networks. Wireless delivery is one of the more tricky areas in deploying IPTV. We work with the customer, and we can do several different things to help mitigate any issues that they have with Wi-Fi, much to the point, streaming two different versions of the same channel, one at a higher bit rate or higher resolution for displays and laptops, things on a wired connection, and the same channel at a lower bit rate for wireless connections. And by lower bit rate or lower resolution, not really losing any fidelity of the TV signal or stream signal. Because mobile device screens are typically much smaller than, say, a 50-inch uh, LCD display, you can reduce the resolution and the bit rate of a channel and still be able to see a very, very clear picture on a mobile device. That's really, really fascinating. Yeah. And so it's it's clear how you can uh, utilize your experience to help you know, mitigate those types of issues and really help avoid having any types of problems with that. Um, and one thing I wanted to, to bring up, maybe a potential other use case is given the fact that we are, as we record this in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, how can IPTV be deployed maybe in healthcare settings and that sort of thing, either as a way to help uh, direct, you know, digital signage that, uh, that helps with wayfinding in a facility and uh, maybe helps with other patient information and that sort of thing. Have you seen this deployed in in healthcare settings as well? Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, we've been working with several healthcare providers who are setting up essentially additional bed space with the assumption that they're going to be getting more and more patients through this horrible COVID pandemic. One of the benefits to IPTV is that, here's an example, we have a hospital provider that had a whole bunch of uh, new construction Uh, And they also had some older construction that they were using as office space that they could repurpose to larger wards to be able to hold patients. All of this older construction already had data connections. I mean, by older construction, it was within the last 10 years. And so they had Ethernet ports in every room. Um, They did not have coax. So they couldn't send a regular... RF video signal, as you as one would think of on a coax uh, cable, but because they had Ethernet cable, we could send uh, IPTV to these what once were offices and are now 
essentially patient rooms to be able to provide patient education and uh, interaction. Um, obviously, when patients are sitting in a bedroom, there's not much to do, so they want to give them some sort of form of entertainment. But in addition, with IPTV, you can send directed patient-specific information. For example, if a patient is going to be undergoing a procedure and they need to have information about that procedure, what they need to do to prepare, what they're going to be doing afterwards, that can be specifically targeted and sent to that one patient as opposed to broadcast out to everybody. This, uh, you know, leads into a whole nother range of, <laughs> of specific targeted uh, video for healthcare. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, there's the capability of, of being able to do that sort of specific targeted video to a, a specific user. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And and like you mentioned, since it's it's leveraging that existing network connection that's already in the room, and given the maybe the urgency of some of these uh, particular setups, that really reduces that deployment time, right? So how, how quickly in general can you, uh, you know, get in and get a place like this up and running and operational in the way that they're, they're wanting to be able to use it? Well, provided that the network is set up and configured, mm -hmm. That is a very standard thing that IT departments can do very quickly. Um, but provided the network is up and going, we can have channels streaming in under a day. Uh, we can put in uh, encoders, we can put in decoders, and within a matter of hours, you can have uh, TV streaming already. One, one point to bring up is in these temporary locations, there are even some locations that were being set up, military field hospital type locations that were being put into tents. So essentially, rather than having a pre-wired construction with wires in the walls, they were running new cabling in little conduits, temporary conduits, under mats, things like that. And they were able to run only CAT5. So they were able to provide the data services for whatever medical data needed to go over the network. But in addition, they were able to send video for the patient interaction services and uh, education. So, you know, as we're talking about healthcare settings, that kind of raises a question, not just specifically for healthcare, but uh, in in all types of uh, industries that you could be working in, uh, there's a big question these days about security and making sure that, that data stays private. Um, you know, when it comes to healthcare, there's HIPAA to, to consider as well. And so there, there are various security elements that, that need to be considered uh, in every facility. So uh, what kind of security measures can be taken and how secure are these networks? And, and are there ways to make sure that the, the right information goes to the right places and doesn't co-mingle too much? Absolutely. That was a great question. The benefit of IPTV video is that it does ride on an existing network. And as such, it can be managed as data and uh, just like any other data on your network. So it can be separated into a VLAN. It can be uh, controlled via access lists, ban lists on a router. So you have all of your existing network IT security capabilities available to you to prevent this video data from going any place it's not supposed to. On top of that, you have the capability of actually encrypting the video data with a circular key that essentially changes uh, at irregular intervals that encrypts the video data and only the person 
or people or group that is allowed to view it, only they will be able to decrypt it and see the video. One of the things I mentioned was the circular key is it's a key that is constantly changing. Even if someone was able to grab, I don't know, a few minutes of encrypted video, put it through a large server farm to decrypt it, they would have to deal with hundreds, if not thousands of different keys in order to decrypt the entire video segment that they captured because it's constantly changing. So it would take an inordinate long time just to do the first key, much less the next hundred to be able to get any meaningful data. Wow, that's a that's a really phenomenal example of how this can be how this can be utilized and deployed quickly. And like you mentioned, with the 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 ability to share patient information to uh, to patients that is relevant, uh, I, I think that all of that is a is a really great example of of the utilization of IPTV. So um, this has been a fun conversation today, getting to learn a little bit more about it. So Robert Martino, CTO of ZBan Technologies, thank you so much for joining us today here on ZBan Tech Talks. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And everybody, thank you for tuning into this episode of Z-Band Tech Talks. Of course, we'll be back soon with more episodes, but you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Be sure to go back and listen to previous episodes and uh, get future episodes right there as well. So make sure that you do that and stay up to date with everything going on here. That's it for us today. I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for listening. <music>